So tonight, my message is entitled Focus on the Finish. And tonight I'd like to speak to you about endurance. You know, endurance is defined as the ability to withstand hardship or adversity, especially the ability to sustain a prolonged stressful effort or activity, such as a race, over a long period of time demanding great physical stamina. Hebrews 12.1 says, Therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. So, so let me ask you, when you read this verse, what do you picture? What do you, what do you envision? You know, you know I, see, I see like a great a marathon runner, a guy, a guy like Iliad Kipchoge, uh, who's the current top marathon runner, or Joshua Cheptegei. Man, he set the 5K record for 1235 and a 10K for 2611. I mean, that, that, that's fast. It's, it's, it's ridiculous, yeah. But, you know, let, let, me, let me share a little something with you. Um, you know, so, so back in the day, um, my son's not here anymore, but he loves when, you know, the family gets together. We go, oh, back in the day, you know. So, so, so back in the day, I, I used to run track in school. Uh, I did the 4 by one and the 100 and 400-meter hurdles. And, uh, you know, I, I held my own, but, you know, I haven't ran in years. But uh, my wife and I, uh, the kids, I have three boys, the two older boys, Dietrich and Dominic, who Marlon talked about, uh, them and her would, evenings, they started to run a mile. You know, every night after dinner, they're going to get out and go and hit a mile up. Um, and my little one, he's three, he's sitting right up front here, he can't, he can't go on the run, so that was kind of my excuse not to do it. You know, so, so he'd jump in the truck with me, and we'd be like the pace car, and we'd, we'd drive through the development, kind of pacing my boys and my wife, and, you know, getting around, making sure no one's cheating. Dominic likes to cut corners and, you know, cut the curves and all that. So, um, but on this one particular night, um, I didn't have to watch my son, and uh, didn't have to take care of him that night, and they started taunting me. You know, my family's talking a little trash, like, oh, you can't run, you can't catch up with us, you're too old, you're too slow, you're too scared, we're going to beat you, you know, and uh, man, I got to defend myself, right? So I I took it, like, you know, I know the best time they had was like around eight minutes, I'm thinking, man, the last time I ran the mile, I was like six flat, so it's been a while, but I'm good, you know, I got this. So so we get up, and the way it works is, uh, you know, it's youngest to oldest, so I'm in the back. All right, so we got Dominic up front, then Dietrich, then my wife, then myself. I'm set. Let's do this, you know. I'm going to do this and go. Man, I smoked right by him. I mean, I was like a bolt of lightning for about an eighth of a mile. So so I got some bad legs, though, man. So I got some bad feet. You know, my my legs are always hurting. Um, I'm on my feet all the time, so they're always sore. Um, You know, that's kind of the thorn in my side a little bit, I guess. But um, so Dietrich's like hot on my tail and he's he's yelling on your six on your six you know so I'm pushing through it I'm pushing through we get to about a half a mile and man I get that cramp you know you know I'm like oh god lord please help me come on I gotta do this and he's right behind me I'm on your six dad I'm on your six so I had to get back running and then I got I got a little idea you know I see when he stops so when he stops I'm walking (laughs) you know huffing it and then he starts running so I start running and then we get to like the, the last stretch of it, you know. I see the finish line. 
And so I just start booking it, you know? And I, I crossed that finish line just like you would in a race, you know? And I made it. You know, I was done, and it was under eight minutes. I still beat, I still beat the rest of the family, so, so I held my own. I figured, you know, I, I still got it. Oh, man, let me tell you what. As soon as I got past that finish line, though, it took me at least 10 minutes. I was laying on that driveway just, <laughs> you know, just breathing, man. I just, <sighs> what do those guys have that I told you about earlier, those record holders? What do they have that I didn't have? Exactly, they had stamina, right? I was lacking the ability to sustain a prolonged physical effort. You see, in order to be a good marathon runner, in order to be a worthy competitor, you need great stamina and extensive training. You know, church, the, the Lord's saying to us here tonight that a lot of us are like a cheetah. You know, we're, yeah, man, sweet, a cheetah, come on. You know, it's the fastest land animal, 60, 70 mile an hour, you know? I mean, that's cool. We're talking about a race. Yeah, I can be a cheetah. Plus, hey, man, I like the pattern, right? Come on, there's probably somebody out here wearing some cheetah print right now. Come on. It's probably you, Adrian, right? You're good. <laughs> oh, man, but no. No, see, it's, it's not what we want to be. We don't want to be the cheetah because, you see, the cheetah gets these speeds of 60, 70 miles an hour, but they're short bursts. You know, they got it for a sprint. They got it, and then they're out, just like me. They're done. You know, and if, if they even catch, you know, the prize, the animal, the hunt, if they get through it successfully, man, you know, it's only about 40% of the time they actually get through it successfully. And then if they even get that meat, they got to bring it back somewhere. And then they got to wait an hour because they can't even eat. They're so exhausted, they're done. They, can't, they don't even have the desire to eat it any longer. So listen, the Lord's telling us we lack the endurance. We're set for the sprint, but we don't have the endurance to run the race that he has set before us. Yeah. You know, see, the, the Lord's not talking about physical endurance here. You know, when he gave me this word, he... Let's check out, check out 1 Timothy. 1 Timothy 4.8. For bodily exercise profits a little, but godliness is profitable for all things having promise of the life that now is and of that it's which to come. See, we're speaking about spiritual endurance tonight. You know, the same is true for our spiritual endurance as it is our physical. We need great stamina. We need extensive training. We need to build our spirit man or our spirit woman to run the, this race, the Christian life. Amen? So how do we build? How do we train? You know, how do we train our spirit man, our spirit woman? Where can we find the strength to endure? Through Christ. Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Now, I mean, drop the mic right there, right? Through Christ. Enough said. I don't have to go any further than that, amen? But how do we gain that strength through Christ? By surrendering ourselves to his lordship. Spending time daily in his word. When we daily devote ourselves to prayer, reading his word, spending time with him, he's faithful. He strengthens us to resist our evil desires and avoid the sinful life. 1 Corinthians 9.24 Do you not know that those who run in a race all run, 
but one receives the prize. Run in such a way that you may obtain it. Run in such a way that you may obtain it. And everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a perishable crown, but we for an imperishable crown. Therefore I run thus, not with uncertainty. Thus I fight, not as one who beats the air, but I discipline my body and bring it into subjection, lest when I have preached to others, I myself should become disqualified. So I'm not going to drop the mic here tonight, but I'm going to give you four steps to achieving spiritual endurance. Four ways to run in such a way that you can obtain it. Listen, we can't be doing it for the prizes of the world, for the perishable crowns. It's not temporal, but it's, it's eternal. So we're, so we're going to hang out in Hebrews a little bit tonight. And now, you know, one of the reasons God gave us the book of Hebrews was to encourage his people to endure in the midst of their persecution. Hebrews 10.36 says, For I have need of endurance, so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. Here again we see the need of endurance to finish the race, to receive the promise. So that's our first step. We need faith. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Hebrews 11.1 1. Faith is an intense form of trust. By faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice. By faith, Enoch was taken away so he didn't see death. By faith, Noah built an ark. By faith, Abram obeyed and later offered up Isaac. By faith, Sarah bore a child. By faith, Moses parted the Red Sea. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell. By faith, all these saints persevered. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is the rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Hebrews 11.6. Guys, faith is necessary to please God. By faith, we can overcome. I mean, if you read the rest of Hebrews 11, you're going you're to read of Gideon, Samson, David and, and others, all these saints, these patriarchs, had grit. They had courage and resolve. And here it is, they refused to compromise their faith in God. I'm going to say that again. They refused to compromise their faith in God. And as you read through this chapter, you'll see, even in the midst of these life-threatening situations, I mean, they were tortured, they were mocked, they were beaten, thrown in prison, even death. These Old Testament people of faith trusted God to the very end. They believed in his promise, even if they didn't live to see it. Endurance means we've got, we got to get through the trial without compromising, without wavering. You know, they stayed focused. Let me read something to you. Matthew 24, verse 6. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass. But the end is not yet. Verse 7. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. 
And there will be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in various places. Verse 8. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you. You will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And then many will be offended, will betray one another, and will hate one another. That last verse there, 10. And then many will be offended, will betray one another, and will hate one another. You know, this message I'm speaking here tonight, I can, I can relate to it. You know, um, that last verse I read to you, you know, about, about a year ago I was speaking at an event, and, man, you know when you, you got something from the Lord, but you're kind of afraid to use it, to share it? Because, man, you know what's coming. You know, you know your crowd, maybe. You know who's around. And the Lord just, he won't relent. You know, no, this is the word I want you to give. This is the word I want you to give. And all through this, I mean, I'm talking months, even to like minutes before I gave the message. And then many will be offended, will betray one another, and will hate one another. I wrestled like Jacob, man, to the very last second. I mean, the Lord took the message I was going to give that I thought was the message he wanted me to give and flipped it. He's like, no, this is what you're giving. This is what we need to hear. This is what the guys that you're talking to need to hear right now. I mean, this was in the middle of, I don't even talk about the last two years. It's in the middle of that when this happened. And I had to endure. You know, my brothers were offended. I was being persecuted for what I said. But I didn't compromise. I didn't waver. Even when those in leadership around me said I needed to, said I needed to recant what I said, told me it wasn't of God. And I just, Lord, how is this not of you? I know it's of you. But they will hate you. He will persecute you. You know, I had to endure. I needed to stay focused. That's number two. We need to stay focused. We need to fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Just as an athlete needs to focus for the finish line, we need to run to win, 1 Corinthians 9.24. But man, that enemy, he'll try and put distractions around us, won't he? He'll try, he'll try to sidetrack us with temptations, with obstacles, with opposition, with hurdles, with any setback. He'll even try to bring up our past, you know. He'll try to discredit us, to talk about our shortcomings, maybe disqualify us. And when he does that, we need to have our feet firmly planted. Amen. Just as we're preparing to do a deadlift. You know, we have to have that firm foundation. We didn't place our trust in the Lord, the ultimate deadlifter, right? Amen? You didn't know he was the ultimate deadlifter? Come on. Amen. Come on. He's like the old Arnold Schwarzenegger. Come on. He's better than him. Sorry, I had to bring that out there. He's our firm foundation. Come on. Church, if you keep your feet planted in him, your endurance is going to grow. Proverbs 4, 25 through 27 says, Look straight ahead and fix your eyes on what lies before you. Mark out a straight path for your feet 
and stay on that path. Don't get sidetracked. Keep your feet from following evil. Here's one that might hurt a little bit. Listen, you become what you behold. You become what you behold. And you got to stop looking at the things of the world, the possessions, the things around you, the latest, the greatest. Man, there's only one greatest. Amen? Amen. Let me ask you, have you ever seen racehorses since we're talking about a race? You know, you ever seen them? They got, they got these blinders on. You know, that's what they're called. They have this head thing and they got these blinders on and it, it kind of shields their vision. You know, so they can stay focused ahead because, man, horses are a lot like us. We, we get sidetracked. You know, we're, we're, we, we can't keep our attention focused. We, we can't stay to the straight and narrow because, man, what's going on over there? Oh, hey, check that out. Oh, what did they say? Oh, how many likes did they get? Come on. You know what? Let's try something. You know, watching online in here tonight, grab your hands up. Clip all your fingers together, your thumbs. Keep them rigid. Just put them up against your face. Press them against your, your temples and your, your cheekbones there so about three-quarters of it sticking out past. Okay, now keep your eyes on me as you do this. Without moving your head right to left, who's to the right or left of you? Can you see him? No, man, you can't see nothing but right, that tunnel vision right there, right? Listen, the Lord's saying that some of us, maybe some of us even here tonight, we need a set of spiritual blinders. We need to stay focused. As marathon runners say, we need to focus on the finish. So if we're running this race, this marathon, what else are we going to need? I'll give you a little hint. Let's see if we get a little, little sound here. What are we going to need? We need to stay hydrated, right? Come on, that was good. Give me a little help here. There we go. There's some love back there. Face it, when you're running a marathon, man, even when I ran that mile, when I was done, I was thirsty. Oh. The same goes for our walk with the Lord. We need water. But just like the conversation with the woman at the well, I'm not talking about physical water. Turn with me in your Bibles to John chapter 4. Come on, this is some of that training we were talking about, see? I'm going to start at verse 5. So he came to the city of Samaria, which is called Sichar, near the plot of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Now Jacob's well was there, Jesus therefore being weary, he was tired. From his journey, he sat thus by the well, and it was about the sixth hour, so it was about lunchtime, it was about noon. A woman of Samaria came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, give me a drink. Let's jump down to verse 9. Then the woman of Samaria said to him, how is it that you being a Jew ask a drink of me, a Samaritan woman? For Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. And in verse 10 it says, Jesus answered and said to her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is who says to you, Give me a drink, 
would you have asked him? And he would have given you living water. So what's this living water he's talking about? Well, if you jump a couple pages to John chapter 7, and let's go down to verse 37. Jesus here is in the temple. It says, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Verse 39. But this he spoke concerning the Spirit, whom those believing in him would receive. For the Holy Spirit was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. Ladies and gentlemen, we need the Holy Spirit. Amen? We need to quench ourselves with living water. We need to seek the Holy Spirit. We need to walk in the Spirit. We need to be led by the Spirit. And we need to race in the Spirit. Ephesians 3.16. That he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his Spirit in the inner man. That Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. Now if we jump back to the, to the well in Samaria for a second, John 4.13 says, Jesus answered the woman and says, Whoever drinks of this water will thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. But the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water, springing up into everlasting life. This is the building of our spirit man, our spirit woman right there. And step number four. Commitment, discipline. We need to stay the course. We need to be disciplined and regimented in all of our efforts. If we don't have the endurance for the marathon that God has set before you, you need to train. You need to build up weekly. You need to build your weekly mileage up, so to speak, your time with him and his word. And that takes commitment. Endurance is a spiritual trait. It comes from, first from our inner confidence in God's presence, no matter where or what's going on around us. No matter where or what's going on around us. I learned that when I had to do that message I talked to you guys about. No matter where I was, I had to do what God told me to do. Endurance is more than physical strength. The Hebrew word for endurance is koach savel, which translates as the strength to suffer or to carry a burden. For when we were still without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. Romans 5, 6. Jesus Christ had the strength to suffer, to carry our burdens. In endurance, it's a process. By definition, a process takes time. You develop endurance with, within you day by day as your spirit remains steadfast. As you read his word, as you spend time with him, as you walk by faith and reveal God in your life, his grace, his mercy, his power, spiritual endurance is guaranteed. It's guaranteed that nothing in creation can ever influence your personal relationship with your Heavenly Father but you got to start with that personal relationship. Remember I told you at the beginning, God said we're set for the sprint. He says, man, you're good for the 100 meters. You got that. 
But man, some of you, you need to build your endurance to go that extra mile, to go that extra 26 plus miles. We need to run that marathon that God has set before all of us. We need to go the distance. You know, beginning marathon runners aim to build their weekly mileage up to 50 miles over four months leading up to their race. They run three to five days a week. And they do these runs in a relaxed pace. So what's a relaxed pace? I mean, instructors tell them that they must be able to carry on a conversation while they're running. Listen to that part, huh? They need to carry on a conversation when they're running. The same is with us in building our spiritual endurance. We need to increase our weekly spiritual odometer. And we do this by being disciplined, by getting up early. See, we got the rooster crowing right now. By getting up early, we need to stay up late and train. By spending those times in the morning and in the evening with God and in his word. Just like marathon runners are instructed, though, we can't rush it. We need to be able to carry on a conversation. You know, I mean, some days you might get up late. That that rooster might not crow on time. You know, and I got 20 minutes to get out of the house. I'm going to give Lord his 50. You know, all right, hey, God, I got, I got five minutes. I'm going to give you the best five minutes I can. See ya. Where was their relationship? Where did you have time to sit and carry on that conversation with him? You know, I get it. Sometimes you might not have that time, but then you need to make that time later. You know, give, give him your first in your tithe and in your time. Give him your last before you go to bed. And in his word, man, get, get the right stuff in here before you go to sleep. So the enemy can't even get in. Man, you got it locked up tight. Amen? So as I, as I prepare to close, when we build our faith, when we fix our eyes on him, when we stay hydrated in the Holy Spirit, when we make that commitment, wait for it, miracles happen. Amen? Come on. Miracles happen. This is a pep rally right now. Come on. Miracles happen. Amen. 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 And it'll take place. We'll experience that dunamis. If you read his word, that's what you can have. You can have that miraculous power of his. We can experience that when we take that time. When we hydrate ourselves. When we stay connected. We have that conversation. John 14 12 and 13, Jesus says, Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And here's the kicker right here. And greater works than these he will do because I go to the Father. And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. The race is set. We might not know the day or the hour. Matthew 24 But of that day or hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, but my Father only. But as the days of Noah were, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. Verse 44. Therefore you also be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. So church, we need to be ready. We need to stay focused. We need to run to win. We need to focus on the finish. Maybe we need to put those spiritual blinders on to do it. But hey, who cares what we look like? We're going to get to that finish line. Amen? So as I close, I want to leave you with a couple verses here tonight. 
Deuteronomy 5.33. It says, stay on the path that the Lord your God has commanded you to follow. Philippians 3.12-14. through 14, Not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended. But one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal of the prize of the upward call of Christ Jesus. Brothers and sisters, listen to these words, 1 Timothy 6, verse 12. It says, fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life, to which you were also called, and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Man, and when the Lord calls me home, calls each one of us home, my prayer for you tonight is that you could speak those same words of Paul, 2 Timothy 4, 7. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the rest, the race, and I have kept the faith. So maybe, maybe you're thirsty tonight. Maybe you need to hydrate yourself. You need to quench yourself in the Holy Spirit here tonight. Maybe you don't have those spiritual blinders on like we talked about a little bit ago, and you need them. Maybe you can't even run the sprint. Maybe you can't even get off the starting line yet. Or maybe you know you're, you got that sprint, but man, you want, you want to be able to run that marathon. You want to be able to finish that race that, that he set before you. you know, or maybe you're here tonight and you, you by some chance, man, who is this Jesus that I can find all strength in? that I can do all things through. And if everybody get up on their feet here tonight for me, please. It's kind of like your stretch there to prepare for that race that, that he has set before you here, getting back up, stretching those hamstrings out. You know, if you need any of those things I said this just a minute ago, or maybe there's something else on this race that Maybe you can't get your leg up over those hurdles anymore. Maybe you feel like just the weight of the world is on your shoulders and you can barely even rise up when that gun goes off. I just encourage you to come to the altar here tonight. Kneel before him. Get that strength that you need. Hydrate yourself in the spirit here tonight. You know, like I said, if you're here tonight and that, hey, I'm not ready for this race. I don't know if I'm going to be ready when he comes. You know, there's a cloud of witnesses right here. So among this group, I mean, if you're here and you, you want to give your heart to the Lord here tonight, simple. Just give your heart. Open it up. Say, Lord, forgive me of my sins. Wash me clean. 
renew my spirit. Help me to run the race that you have set before me, Lord, even though I don't know what it is. Give me that faith. Give me that endurance here tonight to focus on the finish. Jesus, I give my life to you. Wash me clean. Make me brand new here tonight. And as I run that race, help me change the world for your glory. You know, if you're here tonight or you're watching online and you you said that prayer, just send us a message. Let, let one of the pastors or altar ministers know. Oh, man, this altar's open. Now come get hydrated. Come quench that thirst. Come renew the spirit within you. Come find that strength to endure. Put, a, put, put some more miles on that odometer as you spend time with him. And come up and have a conversation with Jesus. He's here. He's among all of us right now. Just take that time. And find yourself building up that endurance day after day after day. You know, everybody's got a smartphone nowadays, and if, if you've got a Bible and you've got the YouVersion Bible app, there's something cool about that. It, it's got an odometer on it, basically. So if you, if you look on it, it's got streaks. So how long you've been in God's Word? How many days straight? Man, it even gives you the weeks. How many weeks you've been reading? Man, if, that, if that's not a spiritual odometer, I don't know what is, man. That, 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 that's between you and God and your, your, your app, you know? You don't even need to tell anybody else. That's the check you need. You open up that Bible app and, why does it only say one? Man, I know I talked to him yesterday. Come on. Man, when you get up there and it's 17 and it's 200 and it's 600 and it's 800 and it's 1,000, come on. You probably got all kinds of pings on your phone from all the miracles that have been happening in your life. Amen? So I thank you for the time here tonight. I thank you for listening to me. I pray that I gave you a word that resonated in your heart and in your spirit, in your mind, that it helps you to stay focused like I said, the altars are open. So you want to come here, I, I just encourage you to come this way before you go that way. But listen, live right, love everyone, pray hard. Amen. Thank you.